0: Wow. Yeah.
1: started tonight uh really quick i'm just want to try and help you orientate you to a different kind of concept hopefully you can see my screen um i'm the terrence williams host so i'll be talking about seller finance uh this is my playbook that i created for you all to help you create generational wealth the whole goal of why way to be great is to find a solution find a purpose help some other people do the things that's within inside of you bring it out and make things happen so with seller finance, right? If you can find a way to buy properties through seller finance, and if you find a way to seller finance properties away from you, you found a real good generational wealth strategy. And the goal for Terrence Williams, why I'll wait to be great? Is not to wait 20 years for retirement, 30 years for retirement, not to wait for the kids got the house, not to wait till you get the divorce, not wait till this this something happens before you try and be great. Let's start today being great. One of the things that you'll have to know about when you're dealing with center finance, we're gonna get right into it and let you know about all of the things you need to know about, not just one. The most important one is generational wealth. This is definitely a way to establish generational wealth. So we're gonna talk about a limited agenda. With the agenda, we're gonna talk about the house rules. I'm gonna give you some basic foundational rules. Then we're going to talk about what is owner finance, right? Uh, who who are you perspective? Who's your people that you want to talk to? Who are folks that you may want to do a deal with, right? And then how does owner finance work? Exactly step-by-step step, what happens, why it works, how it works, and why you want to be a part of owner finance. Types of owner finance, example of amortization loans, and pros and cons, right? And then we'll summarize it up. In between time, I may say a little bit about me so you can get to know me a little bit more, trust me more, listen to me more, come back so you can hear more. So, hey, right now, why wait to be great? Let's get at it. That's the agenda. So let's go over a few of the house rules. All right. So something to chew on right now, something to think about, right? Some of my house rules saying this. Think about it. Today' presentation will follow a Q&A period, so if you want questions and answers, I will do that with you, right? Uh, please type the questions in the box. At the end, I'll go back and read them in the chat box, um, as well as, Please do not share any of your personal information in chat box, cause this is live. This is on YouTube, Instagram, and I and it's it's out there. It's, it's live stream, right? Uh and this section is being recorded. All right. Just want to make sure y'all know those things, those couple of little basic house rules, right? In addition to that, um we would like you to stop looking at TV if you're looking at TV, right? Stop doing all the extra stuff. Because if you're doing extra stuff, you're not giving me undivided attention. And by not giving me undivided attention, you're missing out on opportunities that the mind, my the mind, mastermind coach, and the mindset coach can be telling you, right? So, trying to help you get that that next level, and it's hard to get you to that next level if you're not paying attention and listening, right? So, pay attention. Grab your pen, paper, take notes, and ask questions. Next week, when you come back on Tuesday. Or Monday, please have your paperwork ready. Have your pen ready and go. Now, let's talk about this pitch racket right here. So <clears throat> this is a house that you can buy, all right? You can put it on a contract. Let me say that right there. You can put it on a contract. And after you put it on a contract, you can go ahead and decide to either keep it, fix it, and keep it. Fix and keep, right? Fix and keep, right? Or you can wholesale it to somebody else. If you decide to fix and keep hopefully you can make it look like this all right and if you decide to wholesale it hopefully the person that buy from you make it look like this and then they can do this unique trick of seller finance seller finance to someone and make money over and over again creating generational wealth right and that's the goal to create generational wealth all right so introduction um <clears throat> Most important thing I would like you to know again is if you desire to build generational wealth, real estate is definitely to the use, right? If you decide what is generational wealth, great question, to transfer of asset and money between family members, right? From one generation to another generation. If you're able to do that, you basically created generational wealth, right? Learning how to be successful to complete a seller finance deal is important because The transaction will help you to keep a stability of family members and help you ensure that the next generation has an opportunity to succeed. Who do not desire for their family members, their descendants, to keep success going on because you set them up for success, right? That's the question I'm asking you, something to think about, something to chew on. All right, so seller finance, right, that's when an owner of a property decides to say a partial or a complete financing to you, right? They decide to do a partial, maybe a seller back, right? Where you buy the house with the bank and you do a, and a bank, they give you a second loan on a house, a mortgage on a house, in addition to the bank loan on the house, right? You paying them back and you pay the bank back. Then you got complete where, hey, I just sell you my property and I become the bank. That's it, it's two types, a partial and a complete, right? Now we're gonna get more into the typical people who want to buy houses, right? Who are you prospecting? Who you want to work? Who do you want to serve? Who do you want to help? So here are typical first-time homeowners, nine times ten at married, fifty-four percent, right? Fifty-four percent, fifty-four percent of the buyers are married. Their household income is like seventy-nine thousand dollars, and. Medium age of 31, so around 31 years old. Married couples looking for a house to buy, all right Single females, 18%, 18% are single females, and they make about $47,000 a year, and they typical age by 33, so two more years later they can buy a house by themselves. A single male, 11% of first-time homeowner buyers. Their income is a little bit higher, 60%, and I mean 60,000, and they buy at 31. Unmarried couples. They do buy houses, 15%, average household, 68, unmarried, 28. 28 years old, couples, 28 years old, medium age, um, number of age. And then others, 2%, that's somebody that ain't single married or what have you, and those are the ones that fall into the category. 2% of first-time homeowner buyers with an income of $56,000 at the age of 45. So now you know. If you're talking to somebody that's around the age of 30, right, pretty much around the age of 30, and they're married or they're single males or females, nine times 10, within the next couple of years, they may be homeowners and they want to buy a house. And they may be a first time homeowner. So that tells me if I'm renting to those type of people, I have an opportunity within the next two or three years, they may be exercise buying a house. And if my house is in great condition, they already rent for me. Why not buy my house for me and I be the bank? Or they can go to the bank and get, on a, uh, get a loan and buy the house. Not a problem with me. I just want to get the money out of the house, and I want to let them get move on with it, all right? So typical first-time homeowners, those are some people that you want to prospect to try and use for your business. Now, while Dignas gave us a great lesson, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Quit talking and begin doing. Quit talking and begin doing. That's the way to get started. So don't talk about it, be about it in the worst of me. Don't talk about it, be about it. Walt didn't say a little bit better. All right, who am I? All right, For those who don't know, I am a middle school coach. I'm still a teacher at heart. I'm still a teacher on the books and I still love what I do. Not only did I teach girls basketball and coach girls basketball many years, I wish this this was the long, What? nope, I think that's my, nope, my imprint in the middle of that floor, but I do, I don't know, that may be different. But I redid the whole floor. I wish I could tell you more about it, right? But that's me right there, that guy right there. Then you have me as a mentor, right? The art of the Knights Pythagoras. Uh, that My son is one of them kids somewhere in there. But this is the art of the Knights Pythagoras right here, right? So this is the organization that I started from scratch with another couple other gentlemen. Um, and we moved it on and, and built it up and went from there. And Williams Reality was my first company that I started working with. Williams Realities, my first company that I created, right? Because what's my reality? I want to make my dreams come true. I want other folks' dreams come true. Everybody can buy a house. Everybody can rent a house. Everybody can um, do owner finance. So, what can you do? What's your realities, Williams Realities? Lay, like, let's do your home ownership needs, right, or whatever you need. And then this is the path to success my business mentor program, right? Coach T is a business mentor. You got to have a program to talk about, hey, look, I succeeded in so many different things. I was a championship basketball coach many years. I've helped a lot of young ladies go to college. I've taught with drivers that I've done so many different things. I started archery teams. I started um, Knights Pythagoras, which is a mentoring group. I started other organizations from scratch, and I took other organizations I'm already in and helped them to uh, grow their income, right? And put them in a better place before I left, right? So I was able to do all these things. Now I got a thriving real estate business that's steady growing, steady going, and steady making difference, right? And now, since I can do all those things, I think I'm able and qualified now to be a mentor and a coach and help others achieve what I've achieved and not achieve more, right? If not achieve more. So that's a little bit about me just to get a breakdown about me so you can have a little bit more to go with on um, who Coach Williams is. All right, so let's talk about our timelines now, right? so the first thing you need before you start anything with seller finance is you need an agreement in place. You need a contract, right? You must have a contract in place. If you don't have a contract in place, you have nothing. You have Nathan. You have Nathan, right? <laughs> so after you have that seller contract, then you can agree upon a down payment that the buyer used to buy the property. Down payment, right? Once you do the down payment, you got the terms for the ratio You term it out, then you're gonna record a deed. Then the home is purchased by the owner now. Now the buyer is the owner, and now it's amortizing and you're making money over the long haul. That's them terms. You're making money over a long term. So, seller finance is an awesome tool to use to acquire and to sell properties, right? <coughs> so, how does owner finance work? Great question. How does it work? It works very mysteriously. Yeah, right? It's an owner. You know, the owner, they have an agreement. They have terms. They have a recorded these. And then they have total access to the place. So when you're buying a property, the bank don't come there and say, you can't have half the house. You can't have part of the rooms. You have the whole house. You have total ownership, right? So the owner is going to agree to these things. They got total access. They're going to give it away. Give it away to the buyer. Now the buyer have to pay a down payment, monthly notes. They have a deed transferred into their name, so they own the property, and then they have agreement to maintain the property. So they got to make sure the taxes pay, make sure everything done. They got to pay the monthly notes like they're supposed to. When they paying it to the owner, the owner make sure everything done on their end to make sure all the things stay in place. So as long as the buyer is doing their their part, they have the house. If you don't do your part with the bank. They do a pre-foreclosure, then they come back and take the house back, right? So with owner finance, it's the same thing. If you don't do, you're supposed to do. The owner how do it um can do is different ways of doing it, but we they can take the house back, and that's how they secured the house. They just gave you a deed, right? Now, three types of owner finance: you have land contract, you have lease purchase, and then you have wraparound mortgages, right? So those are the three different types of owner finance. You got land contract, which is the breakdown of scheduled payments, right? Last payment, get the deed. That's when you get the deed, you don't transfer the deed to that land contract, right? Then you got a seller can okay, foreclose for non-payments. I already said that. So I got ahead of myself, right? Lease purchase, rent with option to purchase. I love this scratch. Everybody don't know they're gonna stay there forever. Why not take the option? To buy it's kind of like a lease to own of a car if you lease option a car you put your money down you got that car you drive the car three years later you decide to make a balloon payment or refinance the car at the new rate you yeah that's it it's your car if you don't trade it back in get you something else and buy some else and come with a new down payment lease option is awesome pre-arranged price saying hey this is how much i'm gonna sell to you for here's your down payment here's what you can do right non-refundable deposits up front, right? You don't get your money back. That's deposit. If you go to the dealership and you get a car and you put some money down and say, so you don't have a lease option, when you don't buy that purchase, that purchase that car or fulfill that car, or refinance that car, then you have to put another down payment for another car or return the car and go to another dealership and start all over. again. Same thing with a house, same thing with a house. Then you got wrap around mortgages. Owner have loan on a property, so the owner already have a loan on property, right? They already owe the bank. They agree to sell you the home with a down payment and monthly payments. So that monthly payments need to be enough to pay at least that bank. So you may have, you'll pay a down payment, which is going to go in the pocket of the buyer, the seller, the seller. However, your monthly notes must cover taxes, insurance, and the monthly notes, right? And if insurance go up, taxes goes up, guess what? The monthly note can go up slightly. That's called an escrow account, just like a bank does, right? But the bad thing about that is it's going to be a higher interest rate because the bank charged me 3% interest rate, 10% interest rate. I got charged you a higher interest rate so I can still make a cash flow on a property, right? That's the only thing bad about that. But great deal still, nonetheless, you got the property. You got where you want to live at, and you are living there, and you're having fun. (coughs) All right, excuse me. Bring me some water. Uh, Amortization. Calculator, right? Give you a second to look over that a little bit. This stuff right here. Now, I know you're asking again, why do I want why would a seller want to sell me the house, right? If the seller sell you the house and get a down payment up front, they already got a lump sum of money. That's not a refundable. Now, if they don't have a mortgage on the house. And they wrap you around the mortgage and whatever interest rate they paying, that's seven percent. Let me move my mouse over. That's seven percent right there. You're probably paying a little bit more, right? You gonna be paying. Let me make sure this is what I want. Yep. This is what you be paying on seven percent. They probably charge you nine percent, right? Nine percent, so that they can make a little bit more money on ten percent, three percent on their money, right, on what they, the bank making. Now this is a hundred thousand dollar house. Uh, they sell them for for 180 months. So the first payment, amortization, the monthly payment may be around this amount. They just say this is the monthly payments and we're going to do it at 7%. The interest, this is how much money they're making off the back. Off the back, 583. This going towards the principal pay down. Right? Now the next month, this going to be a new monthly cost. Right? So it's going to keep on deviating down. It keep going down. So you keep paying the same amount over and over again every month. However, the amount of interest goes down, but it's still coming to the buyers, the, the seller's pocket. And then the reduction of the bill goes down, right? So your, note, your house note is getting your house note is getting paid off, your house is getting paid off, the principal is getting paid off. And then the remaining balance goes down, right over time. And then it evens out. So why would a seller want to do that? Because they're making a set amount of money every month and they're covering, if they have a mortgage, they're going to cover that mortgage and they're going to make a cash flow. If they don't have a mortgage and the house is paid off and free, this is how much money they're making cash flow up front. This is cash flow, right? Cash flow, for sure, no doubt. Now they may be cash flow with all this got right, but I'm just saying no matter what, this is interest-free. Interest, well, interest money, right? This is interest money that you're paying. This is money that going in their pocket for sure, right? And then this part right here for the principal pay down that you're paying to yourself, this going towards a credit to the house to pay down the house. And a beautiful thing about it is both of you growing with this process because as you pay this down, you're building equity. You're starting to have equity now. And as you're paying it down, they're happy. And then you're, you're finally paying more to your principal. Right, you start out at three fifteen. Uh, by you know month ten, the ten payment, you got three thirty two going to your, your principal, so you got more going right here. So it's a it's a tug of war, but it's pretty good because it's gonna even out there, right? And you're gonna win at the end. So that's the most important point to understand. All right, buyer pros and cons. I kind of got ahead of myself on that one again with buyer pros and cons. Um, the buyer. Uh, you got faster closing. It don't take much. You ain't got the bank to go through all those underwriting, go through the back office, come back and forth ask you for a leg, a fingernail, an eyebrow, an eyelash, and everything else. Uh, lower pa- uh, closing costs. You ain't paying the um, leg. You ain't got to pay points to this person, fees to this person, um, taxes to this person. all stuff. You just paying basically the uh, closing attorney and your taxes, right? Pretty much. That's it. And, you know, start over with your, if you doing all the finance, they already got the insurance and everything else in there. So you ain't paying taxes, really. You're just paying the t- closing attorney, actually, in the paperwork. Um, flexible down payment. So because you're working with another human being and not the bank, they are flexible. That person don't do this on a daily basis. They willing to work with you. And then less great credit repair. They don't care about your credit. They just want you to pay. If you don't pay, they keep the house. Buy your cards. So for the buyer cons, higher interest rates, nah, that's a con, you don't want to pay more, but you are, you want the house. Um, not all sellers are willing to do it. So you may not be able to get it, right? You may not be able to own a finance with somebody. Many deals involve large balloon payments. That means, that, hey, most folks says, hey, I'll give you three years or five years, and then you got to pay me out. I want to be in a deal and I want to be out of the deal. I don't mind seller financing it or at least option it to you for this amount of period of time, but you must come back and do that. The bank does the same thing. The bank do a 20-year amortization on business loans all the time. Then you have many lenders won't uh allow you unless the seller pays remaining balance, right? So they trying to make it where, hey, the lender don't like it. If the bank got a balance, they where the seller pay the bank off, and then you can the seller can sell you the house. Without the bank mortgage on there, and just sell it to you outright. That's all I saying. All right. Let's see if I can do this. Click right here. Uh, don't move over there. So I got to go out back over here. All right. Got it. <clears throat> all right. sellers pros and cons. Let's talk about selling now. Why do I want to do this? Potential for a good return on my money. Right. If you find a good return if you find a good buyer. So you find a great buyer and they give you ten thousand dollars down. That's pretty good. You just got ten thousand dollars payday. Right. How many houses you wanna buy and then sell for $10,000 down and then make monthly notes on Faster sale. Quick, fast, hurry, that person ready, go to the doggone title company, wire the money, pay the title company, let's get it started, right? And then they receive a monthly income, cash flow. Ching, ching ching every month, ching ching every month. Now that person got ownership in this house and they really wanna buy it. So seller cons, right? The bad thing about is agreements we, uh, can be complex and limited, right? So depending on your title attorney or your closing attorney, it could make it a little bit more complicated, right? With the paperwork and everything. Many lenders won't allow us to use our own home free and clear, right? Unless you own it free and clear. So they don't want you to sell it unless you're free and clear. So sometimes you got to do that mortgage wraparound where you wrap it around, you're actually a mortgage, but you can't file a deed because the deed going to trigger the bank and the bank get triggered. Then they start talking about, hey, do on sale clause. So it's a couple of tricky things right there need to thoroughly vet the buyer and their financing right same thing with renters right same thing so if you already got a renter that's renting from you for so long you pretty much already built a rapport with them to make this happen so this is one that you can work through because the same thing you got to do with a renter so if the person rent from you then buy the house rent it out sell finance it to them right um partial well potentially for a buyer to default and damage home, meaning you will have to initiate foreclosures and then make repairs and find a new buyer, right? Listen, guys, that is complicated. Who wants somebody in their house for several years and they tear their house up? It happened to me, right? The last house I tried to sell it finance with uh, the people that didn't have a finance, they had some plumbing issues, and because it's their house, and they don't have to report to me, nothing they supposed to, but really, I didn't do a good job. I'm out of town, I didn't check on my property. Bottom line. They ripped the back of the house out and messed it up and put some plywood on the house. So it's crazy. They just tore my house up. Nonetheless, I got it fixed. Didn't do no insurance claims and paid out of pocket. Right. Um, and you have to get it fixed and then you have to find another renter or buyer and then tax implication to be considered. Right. So sometimes um, people decide to say you're doing some debate, evading taxes. So seller finance could be a, a, a way to you know, Counter not pay taxes. So you better make sure your stuff is dressed right, dressed as you do it, so you won't get caught up in the tax thing. So get your tax person, have your CPA, pay that money to the CPA, carry it off the next year after you pay them so they can cover down for you. A couple more slides and go, almost done. All right, so well, very almost done. Summary, right? Unable to get financing from a bank or a mortgage company, a lending company, hard money lender, then I mean, seller financing maybe the way you want to purchase your next property, right? It's nothing wrong with seller financing. It's a real good deal, right? Um, a seller loves it because they get to sell it as it is, where it is just like it is. They maintain tax benefits because it's still their property, they still get to carry their appreciation. Right, but they did sell it to you. So you got the house. You got cash flow every month. You have a better return on investment. Okay, think about it. You got 10 to 15 grand up front, 10 to 15 grand up front. Now you got a monthly note, a monthly income, cash flow. That's a good return on your money. And you probably only bought a place with like 20 grand down at the max, right? 20 grand down. And now you got a property that you got money back. At, ASAP and every month somebody's paying you money right long-term money and you become a bank who do not want to become the bank who do not want to become the bank Huh? I don't know anybody that want to become the bank, right so all right I do have some affiliates right funding grows affiliates of mine uh, Quicken Books is affiliates Deal automated, deal evaluated. Those are some people I I All of those I use. I still pay the money to this day. I still work with all of them today. Great deal. Business funding money, funding grow, give you some business money. They do all the work for you. You don't got to do anything besides answer the phone, fill out paperwork, and send it back. Quick and books. Awesome. If you got a business, you need QuickBooks, right? You need QuickBooks, either QuickBook Pro, QuickBooks on a computer, uh, desktop. Uh, quick Book Online, Quicken Books, right? I got that. That's how I got it linked up to my bank account. That's how I know what's going on with everything. At the end of the year, I just send it to my taxman. I add him to my account, and he can do my taxes quicker and easier. Deal Automator is Kobe's purpose uh, site where you can buy and look at houses and research houses and do stuff with houses. And you got evaluator which is Danielle. I think the name Daniel, Daniel. uh from Virginia. work with him, excuse me. And um, that's another way to do find deals and market deals as well. If you uh, wanted to be a real estate investor. All right. And then you have me thanking you for being on this call, listening in and being a part of this. Um, Investing Now is the educational program for real estate. If you want to know more about this program, click on the links, find me on Facebook, Instagram, where have you. Invest Now, Why Way To Be Great, Williams Reality, all three of those would come to me some kind of way. Have a Facebook community that you can go to, Why Wait To Be Great, Gold Overachiever as well. And then you have um, websites you can go to, WilliamsReality.com, Invest Now, 2021.org, Why wait To Be Great.org, you know, if you want to know more about um, the coaching programs we have, the just learn real estate and learn more about real estate and that's really all i have for you all tonight um talking about the subject so i'm gonna open up for questions and answers um i think it's something going on with my youtube i mean with my links but it's okay we we still taught it we still gonna do it all right anybody on
0: call have any questions or got comments Hey, how you doing, Miss Belinda? <clears throat> mm, I caught you eating again. <laughs> you did. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> yeah, I caught the middle part of it. So, but yeah, it's really interesting.
1: And you see um why seller finance could be a great deal? Oh yes. Yes.
0: Yes, very much so.
1: Now, can you see, can you, can you, I'm just to quiz you a little bit. Can you see it being a good deal for you as a buyer as well as like you participating in seller finance from somebody? What's your thoughts on that?
0: I I do. I do. Because number one, uh, the credit issue, you know, with people and lower down payments, less than the banks, you know, uh, even, well, the interest rate would be a little higher than the banks, but that's okay. Long as you, you know, take advantage of the opportunity. Yeah, it's a great deal. Absolutely.
1: absolutely. For
0: buyers and the seller. The seller, you know, that's income every month, down payment you know, and your house, your house is not baking, it's producing, you know, eventually the buyer may get a new loan, cash the seller out. And if they have anything on the back end, they'll get that and walk away. So it's, it's, you know, it's great for both parties.
1: Absolutely. You get paid on the front end, in the middle and on the back
0: end. Right,
1: right. And guess what the most beautiful part about it
0: is? You get to do it all over again if they default. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) (laughs) And you can multiply that once you do one. Multiply.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Because you don't take that down payment that they give you and put that in your pocket. You take that down payment and you go buy another house. Use their money to go buy another house and put a down payment on it.
0: You're right. You sure right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you right
1: <laughs> in order to be a wealthy person you have to think different you cannot take money and use money to buy the things you want the things you deserve the things you need you have to take money and plant it like seeds in the ground so that it can be a tree and it grows and it bears good fruit and then that fruit that it bears is what you buy your things you like what you need what you want and everything let The Golden Goose keep laying the eggs.
0: You're right. The profit is in your buying, not in the selling. So once you purchase seller financing properties, I mean, that is the Golden Goose. It'll keep laying eggs for life. You can pass it down. That's creating generational wealth.
1: Absolutely absolutely that's the secret to the key but you know so many times we get a lump sum of money and we don't know how to act we want to go buy and we want to go purchase we want to go buy the nice clothes jewelry we want to buy the biggest house on the block we want to go buy the fastest car we want to show everybody that we have money by the stuff we buy and purchase when you're supposed to do that you can do that there's nothing wrong with doing that but you do no that it's with, not you do that with the golden goose you let the egg, the golden goose Egg lay and buy those things for you. And your money, you keep investing into other things while that goose keep on bringing money back. The eggs, the eggs, the eggs. We want the bread. We want the bread. We want the bread crumbs. Let's, let's go through the woods and pick up bread The rich do it all the time. The bank do it all the time. All these big time companies do it and we don't. And we are, we're not imitating the right people. We're imitating the folks that we see in our jobs, driving the nice cars wanting to look like them. And I'm like, dude, they're working where I work. <laughs> you ain't that successful. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you're good. I, I'm not taking away from you, but I want to be so sort of like somebody I'm not working with. I want to be like somebody above that person, kind of like I tell my mom all the time. I'm like, people are so funny. They look around the neighborhood to compare themselves. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta look outside your neighborhood. If you're gonna compare somebody, don't compare me with the folks in my neighborhood. I don't wanna be better than the person next door. I need to be like the person that's in that neighborhood down the road that I want to be in. So I need to look at that person and i'm gonna compare myself to somebody. I'm not gonna compare myself to the person next door. That's, that's a waste of my time. We already we made it. We made it to the same level already. So why am I comparing myself to somebody I made the level to? I need to compare myself to somebody I want to be like. I, I I aim to be like and not saying I want to be like them as in wealthy rich or whatever but whatever lifestyle they live in I would like to live that lifestyle and find out if I don't I, w- I would like to figure out if I don't well, how about that <laughs> yeah that's great <laughs> <laughs> thank, uh, thank you for p- participating you always does um miss Valerie how you doing
0: oh shit <laughs>
1: <laughs> hi miss Valerie how you
2: doing <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> i'm doing good oh lord forgive me holy spirit i'm sorry <laughs> Jesus. i'm doing good sorry i was i had you oh god i had you um on um because so i had to check my emails but i was listening to the conversation with miss um belinda and with you so i didn't know my thing was off of you i'm sorry no i unmuted
1: okay. you i'm sorry that was my fault i should i should oh. give you heads up before i did
2: it oh okay <laughs> yeah I'm doing good sorry about that everybody but um, I'm good I got a little bit of the meeting I didn't get the whole thing from the beginning because I just got home um, from running errands and work but um yeah I was listening to what Ms. Belinda was saying and what you were saying and um I think it's good, you know. I mean in theory it sounds great and all. Um but I like for me I'm, you know, I just finished school in May, you know, and I have my masters but I have like debt, tons of debt and you know I I found out about this meeting through meetup.com and just trying to learn more about real estate investments, Airbnb, just anything about like property assets, rentals, stuff like that, passive income. And um, I'm just trying to get educated right now because I do have a couple, some money saved up, you know, but again, I know when you have debts, you got to focus on clearing your debts or your credit score before you want to start thinking of like investing. So nah. I guess I'm just here right now. No no, 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 this. no, no,
1: no, 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 no. Let me stop that myth right there. You don't do that. That's what you do not do. Oh, for it? Nah. <laughs> Debt, you're going to really have not. for the rest of your life.
0: Debt Mm
2: -hmm, will have
1: the rest of your life. Now, what kind of debt do you have is a question, right? Bad debt Mm and it's good debt. So what we want to do is we want to try and find a way to have good debt, not bad debt. Good debt is the debt that brings more money, bring asset, bring more, better lifestyle, bring back things. When you buy a house as an investment property, now you're eliminating debt. You're eliminating bad debt for good debt. So let me break it down a little bit more to be clear. A car that you drive every day is a bad debt. The house you mm-hmm. live in every day is a bad debt. That don't bring you money back, even though you use your car to drive for work and make money so you can make more mm-hmm. money. At the end of the day, it costs you gas. It costs you oil change. It costs you uh, c- keeping it clean. It costs you paying. It costs you um, all the stuff. It costs you. So it's costing you money. So it's really not a good debt. Now, is it an asset? I mean, is it something that you need for services? Yes. The house you live in, bad debt. It costs you electric, water, gas. It costs you money every month. Something break you got to pay for. It. All this stuff, it costs you money. Now, why am I saying that? And most folks would say, you know, they argue that. That's an argument that a lot of people say. Well, I need that for what it is. But do you need a nice car to drive back and forth to work? Do you need a big house to live in for yourself? You just need a bare minimum for you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? right? All you need is a minimum. Mm-hmm. So if you stay in a one-bedroom house, who cares what the man next door and, and what your mom and your cousin, your best friend like? If my note mm-hmm. that I'm staying in costs me $200 a month, but my job paying me 10 grand a month, look how much more money I got to come in to decide mm-hmm. whether I want to invest money to something, to bring money to pay off my school loans to pay off the other Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's all about wise movement of money and what debt you wanna have. So I'd rather have 20 properties, 20 rental properties
0: nicer than the home I live in. Mm -hmm. Because those houses matter. My house don't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's true. That's actually true.
1: Yeah, I would rather Mm -hmm. have 20 cars I'd rather drive a freaking Hyundai car or Honda Sonata or something, a small little car. And mm-hmm. I like to rent out my Navigator and my other stuff on, um, I forgot, it just escaped me, uh, two row. I like to rent out my other cars out. Mm-hmm. The income I'm making out of that will pay off my car, pay off my student mm-hmm. debts, And I can live scot-free. So why am I telling you that? You just graduated. Congratulations. I got my master's degree too. I got almost my plus 40 and 40, 50 and 60. I got all these hours. Now, the difference between you and I, like you said, you got some debt. I always found a way to make the school system or scholarships or somebody else pay for my school for me because I don't want that debt. I don't. I want the education, but I want somebody else to pay for it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Nothing right.
1: wrong with people that does what you did, right? I'm not trying to knock it. What mm-hmm. I'm going to say is, yeah. now let's let's sit down. My link is in that box right there. Let's talk about a plan and a path to see if we can eliminate some of your student loans. It ain't about paying out fast. It's about finding some other means to pay it out. So if you can go out there and get a rental property, and the income from that rental property pay your student loan back, now, you, that that rental property is for your student loans. Let that rental property pay it off. Mm. Let's go get another rental property and let that next rental property income pay your gas and water bill. So the money that covers out of this rental property is going to pay my gas and and water bill. It's going to pay my utilities. Let's get mm. another rental property that's going to cover my house note that I live in. Now I got three rental properties, one designated to pay off my student loans, one designated to pay off my utility bills, and then the other one designated to pay my rent, I mean my mortgage, so my mortgage and my insurance and my taxes. So now I have three assets, which is debt, 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 all three of those are debts that's paying off my other problems, my way of living,
0: my education, and yeah, my way of living and my education makes sense
2: yes um but i have a question Um, uh, yeah. so how would the rental properties be a form of debt
1: oh you're gonna get a loan i guess you're gonna buy them, oh, gonna okay, them so,
2: bank. this
1: is what robert kiyosaki this is not la williams this is robert kiyosaki taught me rich dad poor dad i know you heard the book before everybody heard about it not everybody read it
0: <laughs> but mm-hmm. rich dad poor dad talk about have you ever read that book
2: Um. No, I have
0: not. All right. Have you heard of it? Um. No, I have.
2: Dang.
1: Okay. Well, then, rich dad, poor dad. Robert Kiyosaki. Look it up. I'm going to tell it to you in a nutshell. Very quick nutshell. Robert Kiyosaki' Mm -hmm. dad had a his poor dad was his real dad. His daddy was a superintendent, valedictorian from college, high school, and everything else. Smart guy and was broke. (laughs) Mm. His rich dad was his best friend's dad. He stayed in Hawaii. He bought the whole island of houses and all these different hotels. He trade every time he bought a house, he traded in for a hotel. He bought houses, trading for hotels. So he always traded up as he bought houses. Wow. The real that's dad really didn't have a college, I didn't have all his college, then graduate and then went out a smart dude, but he had everybody else's assets paying for him. But he had a lot of debt, but the debt is paid off by the tenants that's running the property. Mm-hmm. Rob mm-hmm. Kiyosaki, daddy, graduated valedictorian, was a super, school superintendent, smart, brilliant man, broke. Retired, mm-hmm. broke. You <laughs> mm-hmm. So do I want to be a smart person that know everything, but be broke? Or do I want to be a person that's average, that don't know everything, but know people that know everything mm-hmm. with the people that know things and grow an income? growing income because mm-hmm. i'm smart enough to not do it myself i'm smart enough to partner with people that know what they're doing now i can grow and i can live a lifestyle that i can live so the debt you get is buying an asset so i'm gonna say this right quick and i hope this makes sense if i sell you out if the bank giving you a loan on a um a house a house costs 100 grand the house is worth hundred grand all day long. That's the value though. It appraised for hundred grand is worth hundred grand. Correct. Yeah.
0: All right. That's the value of the house. If I put 20 grand down for something worth a hundred grand,
1: 20 grand, I'm going to, you give me 20, I give you, no, you give me $20,000. I'm going to give you something worth a hundred thousand dollars. Is that a good deal?
2: Yes, but that's the, that's the loan of they're going to give you a loan of 80,000, maybe something around there, right? Because you um, pay 20
1: grand. Yeah, you pay 20 grand. Right. So the loan that can be covered is the, the rest the of that file, the eighty grand, right?
2: Yes. And the interest, too, like interest rates as well. Ah, that ain't
1: important. Interest rates are not important. Why not? Hmm? Ask me why.
2: Why? <laughs> really? Why are they? Carrying they- it
1: off on your taxes. When you buy stuff in a business name, interest get carried off in your taxes the cpa don't care it at all so if you made it let's say at the end of the year you made a 100 grand on the house well let's say let's say a real number you made 20 grand on that house all the money you pay the interest is going to be deducted at the end of the year from that amount
2: oh really why why is that is that just because um like an incentive for people who do this as a business You get paid,
0: when you have a rental property and you decide to be a business person,
1: the government Mm -hmm. ain't got to take care of that person no more. That person is not homeless. You get incentivized for helping, doing what American people are supposed to do.
2: Oh, okay. One less person to cover on the government program (laughs) to do taxpayer money. So you're helping in a sense. So it's like a tax. So the interest would be kind of like, a tax deductible or a return or something because you're making an investment even use using bank money yeah that's interesting not
0: only really? that <laughs> not
1: only that you're hiring people when your car when the, when the air go out when the toilet gets stopped up you're not going on there hopefully hopefully you're hiring somebody to do that now you get to pay these people when you pay these people you carry that stuff off. so all this stuff is again tax breaks tax oh. breaks so I'm not a CPA. Let me give my disclaimer. Please consult your mm-hmm. CPA to make sure and verify all this is true. However, comma, mm-hmm. the most important thing you can do in, in America, in America, mm-hmm. is to go out there and start a business and be the entrepreneur that the American people are supposed to be. They discovered America and they sent people to America to leave tribal trades. If your dad was a sheep herder, your mom, everybody got be a sheep herder for the rest of your life. And over there in England, whatever the hell it was when they, before they came here, right? So when you came mm-hmm. to America, now you have an opportunity, a land of opportunity to do whatever you desire to do if you take up the risk and you take up the work. That's what America is supposed to be about, land of opportunities. Go out there and create opportunities for yourself and create an opportunities for others. And that's what we are. We are creators. We are now helping economize the world and the United States and the world too because the money that we got goes out to everybody else anyway. But (laughs) that's what we do. And now you have plumbers, you got contractors, you got AC people, you got landscapers, you have roofers, you have all these folks that you're paying and you give an opportunity to make more money. Then you're giving a home to someone to live in. And then you get paid cash flow every month. Not only do you get cash flow every month, you also get an opportunity to sell that person a home and maybe that they first home they bought ever. Now you're a dreamer. Mm-hmm. Now you're giving folks dreams and, and inspiration. So it's so much you do. And I love it. I love it because you have an opportunity not to be waiting, to be great. You can be great now.
2: Right. So that's what it's about, Valerie. Okay. That that's interesting. It that's good. It makes some more sense to me. Then I have a question real quick. So like going back to the analogy hmm. you gave about like the um you get a loan, you know, say you put down twenty thousand, twenty 20 grand, and um the difference of which is the loan itself would be 80 grand. Um, is this about like you renting out properties to P- you, yeah like it is about renting properties. so won't you at some point you need you need to like pay off maybe in monthly installments pay off that 80 grand over time and I mean wow. depending on like what you can pay off you know how soon you could pay it the 80 grand fully off like even though you might be getting a rent um, back, like you know deposit from your tenant of like a one five every month like it's still gonna take years before you can you know, make up the 80 grand and then now profit, make, you know, have a net profit, right? From the property you're renting out, if that makes sense. Like,
0: I mean, I, so. I'd you that me, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you
1: asked me, how soon do you want to pay off that, that loan with the bank, right?
2: Yeah, and then make a profit off, you know, and then also make a profit. Yeah. That's that amount of the loan you spent you you're you owe the bank
1: so tell me this why do you want to do that why are you in a hurry why would you be in a hurry to do that
2: <laughs> well like because you know you want to see a, i mean i know good things take time it's like a, you plant put a seed in the ground a tree won't grow in the next day but like you know you hope at least within three to five years you're going to start to see um a profit margin you know um so like that's especially with dealing with properties because i mean within that three to five years you, like you said you could probably get a little money come in and then say you know what let me go get another property and then just have some you know ex- more than one property that's paying you um you know a thousand five every month for multiple tenants uh, occupying those places but then again every time you get out you you want to invest in getting another property you're you're getting another debt you know, so you're going to owe the difference of that debt from one property plus the difference of the debt from another property. And you're only getting one, five, maybe at most two grand a month from the people occupying those places. So like, aren't you still increasing your debt with the bank and still looking for a a profit off of each of those um, properties you have in your portfolio? Like, if that makes sense.
1: No, no, everything you say, makes sense. Everything you saying makes sense. And it's, it's, I mean, great questions. Um, the only thing I can say to those questions is I just don't know the hurry. I mean, um,
0: so think about what I told you earlier. The cash flow from one property, the cash flow. That means
1: all your expenses paid, the bank paid, everything's paid. You're profiting the money will pay off your student loan. You're not stressing about your student loans. It's paid off because somebody else is paying it. Why I'm in a hurry to make 100% of that money. It's got a goal. It's got a purpose. One thing that we do in life, we don't set goals for our money. I don't have no reason to make 100% profit off of that house. That goal
0: of that one house is to pay off that student loan. I get another loan. The profit,
1: the cash flow from that house has one purpose pay my water, my gas, my electric bill, pay my basic utility bills. My utility bills can be averaging $600 a month. As long as it's cash flowing and it's paying it off, that's all that I care about. The third house, I wanted to pay my mortgage for my house I live in. The whole time, that mortgage is getting paid off by that rental property. My utility is getting paid off by that rental property. My other tax, my school note, is getting paid off by this rental property. I'm still working in my regular job and I still got a check. So if I want to pay it off, I can use my check to pay it off if I want to, but I'm not gonna hurt do that. I already put my money to work still. The money I'm making out of my real check that I work hard for, I wouldn't be paying for education, like, coaches, mentors, guiding me on how to make my money work smarter. Use that money to invest into me to grow me, my knowledge, so I can know more opportunities out there so that as I make more money and more investments, more money coming in. So I just taught you a lot. Designate your money to do something for you. You dictate it. Don't be in a hurry. Like you said, a tree don't grow overnight, right? Why I'm in a hurry and just pay off a loan just to say the bank don't get no money. I'm carrying the interest off on my on my taxes. the, the interest mm-hmm. is not a problem to me. I don't care about interest. So tell me this. I mean, did I ask you a
2: question? Yes, you did. but um, uh, uh, one one little aside to that before we move on um real quick, please. So, again I understand what you're saying it actually makes sense because you're saying you're you can use the money you're getting from the monthly payment like renters is paying other aspects of your life off for you um so that you're eliminating bad debt while keeping on collecting good debt that won't really penalize you through taxes because you're gonna get it you know they'll that will be waived off I get I, I get what you're saying um so but then the bank will still tell you like every month kind of like a mortgage every month you pay a, a certain amount towards the mortgage the loan on the house mm-hmm. um so the bank is still going to charge you like maybe depending on whatever you strike a deal with the bank okay 500 a month for that um specific property right that you got a loan for and then if the person is renter is paying one five five hundred goes but to the bank to pay towards that eighty thousand dollar loan so i guess the net you have is a thousand dollars to now pay your own student loans or pay your mortgage or pay for something else in your life right
1: absolutely is that how that That's, if that would you choose to do with it but let me help you out real quick let me let me show you just because you missed out on this scenario let <clears> me share, <throat> my, share my screen again where did i do my powerpoint all right, let me see if I can find it real quick. I Guess I closed it all the way out. Oh, interesting. I ain't know I closed it all the way out. Yes. Um. So, um, let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull this up at the same time while I pull this up. I'm gonna bring something to your attention. How much is the America is in debt?
2: <laughs> like probably most people. <laughs> so uh, yeah.
1: than... How about how much? How much? By just name a number that you think that we are in debt. And if you don't know, you can Google search it real quick.
2: You like collectively or the average American? No, so.
1: America. The America. America. Oh.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, that's like trillions. Yeah. Okay, hey, why they like- ain't in a hurry to
0: pay it off? <laughs>
2: I, I, I mean, you know, they they see themselves America is a hegemon of power. I mean, their their economy affects the global economy. So I mean they don't who who does America really owe? I mean they owe people, but who does they who do they really owe because people owe them too? So I guess, you know, America has higher, you know, I don't know, I don't know. I guess we just yeah, they're not really in a hurry to
1: earlier when I said we don't want to compare ourselves to our neighbors. We want to compare ourselves to people that's the big wigs. We want to compare ourselves to people that's really, really doing it big. America don't pay off debt because it don't serve them to pay off debt. If they pay off debt, then you 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 you're killing the golden goose. The debt is good. The debt is not bad. There's no reason to pay off debt. If I can leverage debt, why the bank don't pay off debt? The debt banks lend out money all day long to make more loans and more loans and more loans. They don't pay them off. They just keep making loans and leverage. Remember I said rich dad, poor dad? Mm, well, you okay. want to be the poor dad or the rich dad. Paying off loans and debt is what we've been taught to do. That don't mean we yeah, have been taught correctly.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. So well, it's okay to have debt as long as you have money coming in, yeah, right? For other stuff. A, 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 a. Do you think
1: that um, a hospital is paid off or do the people keep on having that hospital and just keep the debt? They don't pay that off. Airplanes, they don't pay those airplanes off in full. They buy those airplanes and they keep the debt.
0: They don't care about the debt. The debt is not the problem. All right, can you see my screen?
2: Um, It says it's sharing right now. Okay. That's, interesting. That's interesting. You know, I do have a book. I need to read it. It's called The War on Debt or whatever. <coughs> it's like a green book with money. And it's about like good debt. But I have to actually, I should actually read it. You know that half a book I was given that talks about that, so
1: you know. yeah, yeah, definitely read it, definitely read it. I definitely uh, will ask you to do that. But can you see my screen now?
2: Yes, I can see it.
1: All right, so what you are talking about is the monthly notes.
2: Mm-hmm. This is the
1: monthly notes. Eight, hey, let me get my laser again and let me do read So you're talking about the monthly notes right here, right. Mm-hmm. Guess how much the bank is gonna make. But guess what? If you're mortgage, if you're gonna sell or finance somebody a house, or if you're renting your house out, you're not gonna rent it out for this amount. You're gonna rent it out for one percent of a hundred thousand dollars is one thousand dollars off the back. So if you just follow the one percent rule, one percent of a hundred thousand dollars is one thousand. So mm-hmm. off the back, the minimal rent is gonna be a thousand dollars. So you are already cash flowing a hundred some dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. If you're in a great neighborhood that everybody seek out after, you can rent your house for like fifteen hundred.
2: Right. So
1: if you're sure. renting your house out for fifteen hundred, this is how much the mortgage, the insurance, and the, I mean the um, mortgage is, and with insurance and taxes, maybe like right at eleven, right at right at um eleven hundred dollars, and you rent out for fifteen hundred, you're making four hundred dollars cash flow, cash flow. Now as you're making that cash flow money they're steady paying down this loan. So in 10 payments, you only owe $96,000 instead of $99,000. So now you already paid down a loan by $4,000 in 10 payments. So 10 months later, you don't already make, you're already you making money now. This is your money. It's equity that you're billing in a house. Now, this is based off $100,000, and this is not including that you put a $20,000 down payment so this ain't even taking an account that this actually is $80,000. Are you getting what I'm saying?
2: Okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah, 99 minus, wait, 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 80, 80. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Cause 99 is about a hundred thousand. Yeah. Roundup. So if you minus the original principle that you put down or the, then yeah, that's, you'd be left with just 80,000 as a balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So really this number right here is just hypothetically speaking to show people examples. But really mm-hmm. this payment on $80,000 would not be no not $800 something. Dollars. It's going to be a lot less than that. I told you if the house worth a hundred. If their house is worth $100,000, the 1% rule saying that you rent out for a minimum of 1000 a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So if your notes are a lot less than this and you're rent out just at the minimum a thousand dollars a month, you're cash flowing, which you're gonna rent out more than that, but that's the minimum.
0: Mm, okay. Right. Now,
1: okay. as they pay this off, you're steady billing equity. As you're billing equity, you're making money twice now. Now you have the bank benefits of, I mean, you have the now you're billing equity, so you got a partnership with the bank. You have money waiting to be spent. You got lazy money growing, right? If they're doing that, this interest right here that you're paying a the bank, you are paying a bank interest. But over time that interest goes down. 583 the first time, by the 10th payment you're only paying a 566. This money right here is all going toward principal, 315, 332. So it grows up going towards principal and it goes down going to the bank. So over the amount of years, it's less money going through the bank. So why are you in a such a hurry to pay them off? Just pay them that money. Let them make some money. It's okay. You're writing all this off, all this money right here. You're going to be able to write off on your taxes. All right? The amount of interest you're paying to them, you're going to be able to write off on your taxes anyway. So it really, is it hurting you? It's not hurting you. You're just giving it, you're economizing the bank. You're helping the bank be the golden goose now. Now you have the bank keep on making laying eggs
0: make
2: sense um with the interest part so the payment amount makes sense the and so would you be paying i know you said like you'll make the interest money back um you'll get basically refunded The either you'll get refunded the interest money the interest money won't hurt in the long run because you'll either get refunded it by your tax return um so does that mean you still pay the payment amount and plus the interest monthly and then later when you w- document all this on your taxes, then you'll make all that interest money back again?
1: Well, you get credit for it. You get credit for paying it towards it. It's credit. Like, the you credit? Yes. And the thing about it is, yes, you got to document it. You got to have a, uh, you got to, uh, uh, let me share my other screen right here. It's already up anyway. So what I've been working on, so you have to do stuff like this as you do this business. This business does take a little bit of work. Let me share my other screen. It's something I was working on the other day because I got a credit card that I pay out my bills on. Here's one of my credit cards I pay out most of my bills on. Um so I've been I've been showing how much I've been doing towards the business. So Fiverr alone, I've been doing a lot of business with Fiverr. Let me do it like this. So right now, with my can you see my cat, my business, my own credit, my statement? Um I see, yeah, I'm seeing
2: the screen.
1: So let me see how I want to do this one. Let me see. Okay, let me do this one. I'm gonna scroll right here. So, zoom. Uh, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do it easier. So like right now, on oh, some of my rental properties I paid, He got some insurance. He got taxes I paid. Uh, mm, 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 mm. Let me see. Home building or uh, Home Depot. Um. I'm going to put some coaching stuff in there, too, because people think it's a joke about paying insurance. Let's talk about some insurance, too. I paid a lot of insurance. Flood um, mm-hmm. insurance. Yeah, mo insurance. Not as food. That ain't no flood insurance. Let me take that out. Um, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to stop in a little bit. Um, I just want to give you a little bit of sample of all other stuff. Okay, I put Zoom in there. I'm respring. Rehab evaluator. Like I said, I'm part of that um ghostwriters. like i write books so let me go and put this ghostwriter stuff in there some of that book stuff in there too all right i think that's enough to click on for right now neighborhood who no i'm gonna put that in there all right um mini chat mini chat uh my accountant yeah my account i put that in there oh that yep i'll put that in there too so um in this coaching program boom 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 so I'm just gonna show you how quickly that business adds up, right? Business add up. Uh government payment. Okay, that's a government payment, coaching program, coaching program, coaching, coaching, coaching programs. So I pay for coaches. I like to I like to pay for coaches. All right, and warranty D for one of my houses. Okay, more insurance. I pay a lot of insurance. All right, I think that's enough. Uh hold on, nope. Some more customer hub, then, all right. The, the do you day.
2: hire like a, somebody to keep note or record or account of this or you do it on your own? So
1: I do this. This is easy. I got um, I got QuickBooks. So QuickBooks does everything. But what I was doing the other day was I was trying to find out some stuff myself. So but it ain't hard. Right. It's not hard. At all. I promise you it's not. But I got QuickBooks. So I use QuickBooks. Yeah, I'll look at that later. So right here alone. These are some of my bills dealing with just... Insurance for houses, warranty for houses, Fiverr, Chat, Keep is a program I pay for. Uh, Gold member, that's run the grant program. Darren Hardy, that's programs that I pay for. Um, Darren Hardy again. So if you can, I don't know if you can see this stuff, it's kind of small, but Fiverr, um, Gold member. So all these things. I mean, I just pay a lot of money for keeping my knowledge strong. Total $55,000 right? $55,000. And this ain't all my bill, but it's just with a couple of the things that I do. Wait a minute. Did it, did it really decipher that? Let me go down. Let me do it this way. So at the end of the year, all this, everything on this credit card bill is going to be wrote out with taxes, basically, right? Everything. But that number come up to be, so uh, yeah, this with me breaking that down, that's 11000 three hundred and five dollars that's a sum how much money just with it look like i didn't do all of it, it looked like i got some starbucks in there and there's some other stuff in there too but i add points and i said giving to people and everything but that's eleven thousand when you look at just my business part just some business structure stuff so when you do your your taxes in a year that's some of the stuff you'll do uh-oh she hung up <laughs> They i it dropped her out but well, Ms. Belinda, you don't care to hear all that stuff, but I hope you're learning some other stuff that I have to do all this stuff. And now you see I was just a really cost. I don't know what happened. I lost her. or I lost something happened. Nonetheless, we over time, I did try my best to break the stuff down.
0: You did. You did a good job. She's like, you know, she's learning. We learning.
1: But did it make sense what I was saying?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. A different perspective, yeah. right? Yeah, it, it it did. You really, you know, turn the light bulb on with her because she was basically looking at debt and that's limited thinking. And so after you explained it to her, now that's when she said, oh, I got to read a book. I have a book on debt. I need to read it. Now she realized that she was thinking wrong and so now she's going to read that book to give her a bigger perspective on how to, you know, how in debt. So, yeah. And you remember I started out with good debt and some bad debts, right? That's why I started yeah. out, out with. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, uh, what they call it, a ha-ha moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a ha moment. It was
1: an eye-opener. And that's what why we to be great is about helping folks to see things from a bigger perspective, different perspective. Um, The school system don't teach us this. Most folks don't want us to know this, and it's out there in our face. But we never look at the successful breadcrumbs that's laid out. We're too busy trying to reinvent the wheel. We're too busy trying to pay off people, and we're not looking at how we can use our resources to build trees, to grow trees to keep on replenishing it. And that's what we have to start teaching. And that's what I want to do to this world. I want to TFO, stop waiting to be great, grow your future. That's why I use the word grow, grow your future. I mean, right. I, I just...
0: <laughs> you're right. I mean, you're doing a, you're doing a great job, you know, um, because, uh, and she was like in a rush to pay off debt. That's That's limited thinking. I got to, you know, hit, rush to pay off this debt, and then that way I can, you know, invest in real estate. I think that was her thinking. Let me pay off this debt, and then I can invest in real estate. But you gave her a whole different perspective on that. So now she realized, oh wow, I need to read this book. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was a ha ha moment for her. Absolutely. For me too. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for sticking
1: with me. Uh, please share this YouTube channel because the YouTube channel out there, um, I think I'm putting a chat box too so that um, I think the young lady, i was going to tell her to go back and look at it because uh, she missed it. But I did open it back up so she can see how the amortization piece work and how you're making money and why you're in a hurry to do that if you're writing it off.
0: Yeah, yeah, you, but you keep doing what you're doing.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So bless you for everything you're doing. Keep up the great work as yourself. We'll catch up this week. Um, I have been working. I went on um, affordable homes. I went on go Section Eight. I went on stuff for North Carolina because I'm going to start a wholesaling business in North Carolina now. So I'm doing everything I told y'all to do. I'm doing myself now for myself. Oh, because,
0: okay. Yeah, okay. I'm serious. Now I do have one little question. Yes, ma'am. Now, all of my buyers, I haven't heard from you in a while. So, do I need to reach out or wait till I have something?
1: Oh. Oh, so, so do you like when, do you like your son to talk to you every day or every once in a while Do you
0: want to reach out to y'all when he wants something? Oh, no, I like for him to call me every day, y'all. Every other day, y'all. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, 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 okay. I'm working on something or. How you doing? Okay. How you
1: doing? I'm checking on you, making sure everything's good. Uh, um, you know, life good, everything great. You still in the buying market? You still looking for something? How soon? Just revisiting. We have been having some, we have been talking to people. We have been negotiating. We have, but nothing that fits your category just yet, but we we here for you and we just want to talk to you and just making sure that you're
0: still good. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. You know, think about this. If I go to a resort,
1: you don't want the people to just invite me there and not say that to me. They want me to say, hey, how you doing? Are
0: you enjoying your stay? Do you like your room?" You right. You right. You right. Okay. I got you. I got you.
1: You know I'm a dean. <laughs> yeah. So, look, that's what it's about. That was about. So, I like to try and find visual pictures that we can paint in our mind of how they look.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It helps. It does. It does.
1: Thank you so much. I did. All right. My pace went slower today. I talked a little slower. I tried to talk a little calmer. I try to stay from being so excited. I've been I've been studying how to breathe better and how to present better and how to get better at this stuff. So
0: I uh, mean, you, you you y'all keep up the good work. Good keep up the good work because I love it. I enjoy it.
1: Absolutely. But well, have a great one and thank you, YouTube world and everybody else. And um,
0: signing off, with Terrence Williams. All wife. right. But well, good night. Good night.